Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant. Like I promised, you've got lots of guests for you today. And we continue right now returning guests, Sakanya Berman and Daryl Simons with us. We got the Bayadere, the uh, past, present, and future coming November 2nd at the Kappa Theater at the Robert H. Jackson Center. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. We're going to get into, because actually the last time we uh, had you both in here, the dance studio wasn't open yet. So we got a lot to get into. How are you, how you both doing? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you for having us here. Absolutely. Very good, thank you. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's start with that because I was thinking about this when I was thinking about the last time I had you both in, and I I think we were like maybe even weeks away. I think you were like moving into the studio last time we talked. So <laughs> now that you've been in a little while, how how is the uh, new studio over there? It's it's been great. We uh, we had our open house on September 11th, and we had a great turnout for the open house. We were not anticipating that many people, but it seems that the community came out and supported wholeheartedly. We have uh, started our first semester, so actually it's wrapping up on November 18th, mm-hmm. um, and then we are on a winter break, and we come back again in January for our next semester. Classes are going great. Uh, We have an amazing group of adult students who are coming in and taking classes, which has been very inspiring because initially, remember last time we spoke, we talked about like how usually adults don't, uh, you know, engage in such activities mostly like they, they tend to. Um, sometimes, you know, I would say like take care of their families and children and f- the focus is more on that rather than taking care of themselves. But it seems like uh, there is a turnaround in that and people are actually taking interest in all these classes. Oh, nice. Nice. How are you? How are you liking the new studio over there, Daryl? It's, it's been good. It's uh, certainly been an adjustment period. This is our first nonprofit. Uh, it's a new organization because so you're going to have the bumps in the road, just trying to learn as you go. But yeah, the reception has been amazing. Um, the, the, the amount of support that we've been seeing in the community, uh, students coming out for classes and also people that we've identified that are more serious about dance as company dancers who have a who have auditioned. Um, we have some people identified as company apprentices as well. Um, yeah, so it's it's been kind of uh, amazing because, you know, our goal initially was not just to have community classes, but actually have a professional presence in this area. Mm-hmm. So uh, we auditioned for dancers all across Western New York, and we identified six dancers who are joining our company, actually who started uh, as company dancers. Six of them uh, from all over Western New York. We have a couple from uh, SUNY Fredonia. Actually, one is from the Bronx, and she's a senior at SUNY Fredonia, and she is uh, 
deciding to stay in this area and actually oh, nice. pursue this full time. Uh, we have uh, a student uh, who actually we have a graduate from uh, Slippery Rock University, mm-hmm. and she is also working very um, intimately with our company. We have a couple apprentices who are uh, in SUNY Fredonia and uh, just community members as well uh, who are coming in and, you know, just being a part of the company. Oh, nice. How, uh, you know, I know when I was talking last time too, moving from the old studio, the new one, I mean, comparably, I mean, are they, are they pretty similar from your old space? Is a whole different, you know, is your new space totally different from the old one? You know, how big, how big of a transition was that from the old space to the new one? Yeah. yeah, The the biggest transition is like this, this building has an elevator, (laughs) (laughs) which which is like the world's slowest elevator, but you know, it works for us. So uh, we have a beautiful lobby area, which has a lot of artwork, a very warm and welcoming environment. The studio space is beautiful. It has this beautiful mural on the wall, which is, which is vintage. I think it is only seen in couple areas in Jamestown. It's called uh, long lasting chew. Uh, uh, What was it? It's an old tobacco brand. Uh, I've seen a picture of it. It looks awesome. Yeah, and I'm. I feel like it is so grungy, and like it's just it represents my spirit. So I, I absolutely adore it and love it, and it, it comes off as like a great background for pictures as well. I think. Yes, absolutely. And uh, something else that we really appreciate with the building, uh, the, the building's owner Pete. Uh, he's really been cultivating a bit of a community of artists that reside in the building. Obviously, you have Chautauqua Music on the first floor. Uh, we have the Lost Recording Studio on the second store or on the second floor, um, who also houses uh, the uh, uh, Chautauqua Youth Symphony is there as well. Correct. And uh, we have some other artists that are kind of coming up in the building and felt like it was a, it was a good home for uh, what we're doing. Yeah, no kidding. That is there's a lot of a lot of creative stuff going on in that building. Yep. Yep. Let's uh, I mean, let's talk about this because November 2nd is going to be here sooner than later. And we're going to have you uh, over over at the uh, Kappa Theater. You know, you want to you want to tell us a little bit about what you have planned for the evening, what you got going on at that dance event. Sure. So uh, this project that I've been working on has been funded through the New York State Council of the Arts through the fiscal sponsorship of Art Services Inc. Western New York. Um, the research project was basically um, uh, something that I was very passionate about. We see that there's a lot of exotification of um, Indian dances and people really don't have the understanding of what Indian classical dance forms are. And then they kind of sometimes um, conflate it with different things like belly dance or Bollywood, which which are completely different uh, legit forms, but like different forms. So my focus area was to kind of uh, shed light on Indian classical dance forms, specifically the form from south of India called Bharatanatyam. Um, so there is this um, ballet uh, by... Um, you know, a famous ballet choreographer back in, I think, 1800s. His name was Marius Petiba, and he made this ballet called The Bayadere. And the ballet talks about this Indian temple dancer and how, you know, fell in love with, you know, a, a king. And then there were like, you know, it's, it's like the age old story of like love and tragedy and like death and stuff like that. But what happened there was there was a lot of appropriation It was a lot of exotification of the Indian female dancer. So my take on it was, let's talk about the Indian female dancer. What exactly were they? Who were they? They were not just, you know, what was represented there or what we see on television or social media, but 
these are historic figures who were, uh, you know, they were pioneers of an art form back in the day that was pre-colonial times. They were there, um, you know, doing this, liberated women. And then how the dance form kind of went from the temples into like royal courts, then into a communal space, and now how it is residing on like proscenium stage or like different platforms uh, that we see now in contemporary times. So it's like the journey of that dance uh, starting from the temple now to this current stage. Nice, nice. I mean, what was the process like kind of putting this together? How long have you kind of been working on this and putting that it's not, it sounds like there's a lot in there. I mean, nice message and everything, but it sounds like that's something you've probably been putting some time into. Well, it's a lifelong work, but um, through this funding, um, we, we got to know about it uh, probably like February this year that we have received the grant, and then we started the work. It was a lot of reading, a lot of researching. Uh, I was working with a mentor as well from Toronto. Like She is oh, really? my guru sister, so we had the same teacher growing up, and uh, we worked together. Uh, consulting with a couple other people from India as well, um, musicians and, you know, uh, other dancers from this region. We really wanted to collaborate with some dancers uh, from India, but the project budget did not support <laughs> it, obviously. And then um, one of the challenges I feel like in our current uh, granting system is that we are supposed to have a turnaround uh, time of like a year. So from the time you get the grant, you just have a year to prove. So often less. Actually, less I, yeah. than a year because you get to know, like, you know, mid-year, the grants are dispersed. And then, you know, you have six months literally to kind of come up with a project, which is very, very uh, challenging. So I, 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 I would rather have a little bit more time <laughs> to actually think it out. But I'm still grateful for this opportunity to, like, you know, present this work. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, if you gave me a year to do something like that. I mean, to, to unpack everything you were like talking about for the event, it's like, yeah, that might take a little longer than a year to put together. So yeah, credit credit to you for uh, putting you. that putting that together in a short amount of time. Thank you. How about I mean, you know, the year you have a lot going on right now. Uh, you know, the year's kind of coming to a close. I like talking to people about this because you have had a very busy year. I mean, what, are, what have been like some highlights of 2023 for you in your dance career and some of the things you've done? I mean, the second time we've had you in, so you've been busy. Uh, you know, any anything that kind of sticks out throughout the years, you kind of look back here? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, starting the year, we didn't even think we were going to become a nonprofit. Oh, really? we, we had no idea that, you know, this is the course we are going to take. But we recognize that being an individual artist is, uh, it comes with a lot of challenges, a lot of restrictions. There are very little resources available for individual artists. And I felt my impact as an artist would be more if I can actually mentor and get uh, another set of artists and prepare them to actually go out there and do the work and, and, and you know, work for the field, which is, which is dance. So that's where we kind of came up with the with the plan of actually having a nonprofit so that we can better serve our community and better serve the arts and um, the process started right after you know we got to know uh, very soon right after we kind of conceived this idea that I got inducted into the New York State Dance Force which was very very helpful because this is um, 
the first time that someone from Chautauqua County is on the New York State Dance Force. Oh, really? Uh, which is very exciting times for us because this brings us funding to this area to do dance making and curate shows or present work or bring other arts into the area as for well. For the next nine years. For the next nine years. That's which amazing. Is, which is really, really, really uh, helpful for us. Um, so New York State Dance Force is basically a, a, a 21-member organization, a consortium of artists that is funded through the New York State Council of the Arts beyond New York City. So what we do is we bring dance to rural counties of New York. We bring dance to like underserved communities in New York and uh, you know, just make sure that the dance is, that the field is kind of flourishing in these areas where there is very less, you know, um, opportunities for people to go watch performances or even kind of uh, engage in these arts. So I was I was very grateful for that. So New York State Dance Force happened. The nonprofit came into existence. We opened up the studio. We started our community classes, uh, great reception. We identified six company dancers and we started working with them very, uh, you know, uh, rigorously, and now we have the show coming up on November second at the Robert E. Jackson Center. We have a follow-up show at uh, oh, really? Jamestown Community College for the Go Global Fair. Uh, we are presenting the same work there for high school students and college students uh, all across uh, Chautauqua County. And um, then we have a couple more uh, smaller performances uh, after that, and then we wrap up the year. We take some much-needed rest and it recovery like, time, uh-huh. and then we come back again in January. That, I mean, and actually, that goes into my next question. I was like, how much of 2024, you know, as we look, look back on this year, how far into 2024 have you both kind of looked? I mean, have you kind of started uh, planning that out a bit, or, so, you know, can, can you take that break before thinking about 2024? Well, <laughs> one of the things that we are doing is our presence, uh, like Sukani so Berman Dance is not just restricted to Chautauqua County or Jamestown, but we are actively collaborating with dancers uh, in New York City as well. So a part of my, my uh, goal for 2023 is to do much more cross collaboration and have a presence in New York City as well. That way we can have this urban rural uh, exchange of the arts. Uh, we are planning on bringing in dancers from New York City and doing residencies here in Jamestown. We also plan on doing a dance festival in uh, at the end of summer uh, to bring uh, dancers from different genres of dance and create pro- a platform for um, you know regional dance companies with like an anchor dance company coming in from probably New York City and then um, highlighting different different art like different dance forms. Nice, nice. You're gonna, it's going to be a busy year. I, I think it's yeah. going to be a very busy year. It's going to be a busy 20 years. Busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm probably not slowing down uh, after that. But, uh, you know, I mean, we got, again, November 2nd coming up here. We got the Bayou Dare. You know, you have uh, you have your dance studio and everything. Where where should we send people for all the info if they're interested in, uh, you know, doing some of the dance studio or for the November 2nd event and just kind of keeping up with you and everything? Where Where should we send people? We are, uh, you know, all across social media, uh, all the platforms. Uh, so all the major ones. All the major ones: Facebook, Instagram, um, 
TikTok? I think we are on TikTok now. We posted our first TikTok yesterday. Oh, making history. Oh there's my a, god. There's our yes. other highlight for the year. <laughs> we are on TikTok. How could you forget the right. highlight? TikTok. We are on TikTok. Uh, but our website is uh, www.sukanyaberman.com. Mm-hmm. Very simple. My first and last name. You can just hop in there. All of the details are there. There are event um, uh, section that will actually take you to our November 2nd show. You can buy tickets right there tickets are on sale uh it's 15 dollars uh for pre-sale and then 20 at the door and uh limited seating Uh, the kappa theater is an amazing amazing venue but it has limited seats so tickets are selling really fast so i would say like if you're interested in coming and checking out the bayadere production like get your tickets now <laughs> nice nice as we uh, close this out i mean anything else we should let the people know or anything i mean you, you got more stuff coming up after this but i mean yeah anything else we should uh, tell people before we close this out come check us out uh we are our studio is located on um 106 East 2nd Street. We are on the third floor right above Chautauqua Music. We have a beautiful venue. Uh, come check us out there. Um, it's a drop- beautiful sign on the building, too. It's hard to miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> drop in a high on our social media uh, platforms, you know. And uh, I, you can always see me like at other social events. So if you do see me there, come say hi. I would love to talk more about dance with you. Well, we uh, we are going to keep moving on because, yeah, we have lots and lots of guests on today's episode. But Daryl, Sakanya, always great talking to you both. It sounds like we'll be talking to you next year. I think there's more than Hopefully. enough to have you back in for. <laughs> but I am Anthony Merchant. We'll be back with you in just a second with another interview right here on Arts on Fire on 107.9 WRFA.